20 at the most, all right? And then they give us lots of opportunity to uh, kind of worship again. And if you've got your Bibles with you, we're obviously going through a series in Acts. So why don't you just uh, turn your Bible to Acts chapter 19. Uh, just very quickly, while you're doing that, let me just share with you uh, a couple of things that are coming up in the church calendar that I just thought it would be really uh, great for you to know about. First one, this Wednesday, we've got a prayer meeting. All right, so it'd be great this Wednesday, 7.30 in the Oak Room. You're all invited to come and pray for, uh, pray with us. Uh, we're actually going to be praying for some of the projects, the Christian projects in the town, uh, some of which we're directly involved in and others that we're not. So food banks, Snowflake Nice Shelter, street pastors, Christian schools workers, among others as well. So do come and join us on Wednesday to pray for those things. Do you know it's only four weeks till Easter? Uh, four weeks till one of the best excuses of the year to stuff our face with chocolate. Um, so we're going to be celebrating up here at 6 o'clock church. There'll be a morning service as well. But at 6 o'clock church, we're going to celebrate uh, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And then we're going to be having hot dogs and free beer. I've no idea what hot dogs has anything to do with Easter, but we, it worked well last year. So we're doing it next year, this year as well. So come along to that. Uh, there is a load of flyers available. Um, if you want to grab some of those and give them out to your friends, you can, you can just grab some from the info desk. Uh, that'd be good. Wouldn't it be good if we could fill this room like tonight at Easter so everyone can hear the great message of Jesus? It'd be amazing. And uh, just very lastly as well, uh, you would have heard lots, I'm sure, if you've come over the last several weeks about Ashburnham, about Ashburnham Camp. We're going to be going to Ashburnham in the summer, the summer bank holiday weekend. The reason we've been talking a lot about it recently is because there's actually a price break at the end of this month. And we would love it if you can come uh, to Ashburnham with us. So we're going to be joining New Grounds, which is the family of churches we're a part of. There'll be lots of churches from all around Europe. And it's just great to join in with what God's doing outside of just Hastings, but also across the continents of the world. Uh, there's an Ashburnham table there. You can go and grab some information, even sign up. If money is an object for you, please don't let that be. We, we would love to support you financially in doing that. We've got to make us an offer scheme. You just tell us how much you can pay, however much or uh, little, and we will try and support you with the rest. Okay, so do do that. That would be great. Okay, hopefully you found Acts 19. If you haven't, don't bother. Um, I'll read it for you. Um, if, you're, if you like making notes, um, I've titled this preach Acts 19. I couldn't come up with anything uh, kind of better than that, I'm afraid. Um, so I'm just going to read it to you as verses 1 to 7. I'm just going to pick out just a couple of very quick points about the importance of the Holy Spirit. And then uh, we'll kind of go back into some time of worship. So it says this. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, believe, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about 12 men in all. Do you know, tonight is an opportunity for each and every one of us to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Tonight is an opportunity for us to do that. And like these 12 men, it may be your very first time. Uh, for many of us, it may just be uh, one of many times in our lives where we've had an experience of just getting filled afresh again with the Holy Spirit. Either way, I hope you've come thirsty tonight. Because I, I, I mean that. I hope you've come thirsty because the measure of how much God is going to meet you tonight is dependent on how hungry you are, actually. If you're not interested, if you, if you just want to spectate, that's fine. You're welcome to do that. But actually, if you want to have an encounter with God tonight, you've got to come hungry. You've got to come thirsty for an experience with Him. 
So I'm going to briefly share about why the Holy Spirit is a big deal for the Christian. Why the Holy Spirit is actually uh, totally um, all-compassing to the Christian life. Why it's so very, very important. Because it's interesting how out of all the things that Paul could have asked these 12 disciples, he asked them, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? It's interesting, isn't it? It's not, did you, did you do your morning prayers this morning? It wasn't, have you been going to church? Or how much of the Bible have you been reading? He said, have you had an encounter with the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? So here's just three very brief things that I just want to tell you about the Holy Spirit, why it's so important for us as Christians. I just want to say that the Holy Spirit, and we're talking about God, God the person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is not an optional part of Christianity. It's not that we just get saved by the Holy Spirit through a work of the Holy Spirit and then we just go on doing our Christian life without him. Christian life without the Spirit is just no good at all. We've got to have the Holy Spirit. So the first thing that the Holy Spirit, why the Holy Spirit is so important in our lives as Christians is that he reveals himself to us. He reveals things to us. That's the first thing he reveals. It's through the Holy Spirit that God revealed himself to us in the first place. It's through the Holy Spirit. It says in 1 Corinthians, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. When God reveals things to us, it's through the Holy Spirit that he speaks to us and gives direction. It's through the Holy Spirit that we are actually aware of our sin. It's actually the Holy Spirit that comes and convicts and gives direction and brings correction to our lives. Do you know that it's actually the Holy Spirit, uh, through the Holy Spirit, that we know that we're adopted as sons and daughters? Do you know that? So can you see how the Holy Spirit is so important? Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then there's no connection with God. There's no, you know, it says in the Bible that the, the Holy Spirit testifies to our spirit, that we're children of God. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no adoption. There's, there's no connection. There's no link there. We can know our identity in him through the Holy Spirit. Put simply, without the Holy Spirit, none of this would be possible. None of, none of this would be possible. No one here would be able to find God on their own merit. If it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of the blind and to reveal himself to us. No one here actually would have that desire to want to become more like Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit in you that does that. No one here actually would have a hope in a future glory. Through all the different trials and suffering and all the different things that we've been even hearing about when Andrew preached the other week. None of this future glory would actually be in our hearts if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit putting the seed of hope in our hearts. The Holy Spirit revealed God to us, and he still, day by day, reveals things of God to us. Day by day. You cannot do without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit actually inspired scripture. It's actually the Holy Spirit that brings the word of God living and active for us to understand. It's the Holy Spirit that gives gifts of prophecy. It's the Holy Spirit that gives gifts of knowledge and discernment and wisdom. All these different things. He loves, you know, God loves to share his heart with us. I think it's obvious like God gives us his word and he gives us gifts where we can actually just hear and discern what is it that's, that God is wanting to say to us and it's through the Holy Spirit. Doing Christianity without the Holy Spirit is almost like me getting in my car tonight with a blindfold on and trying to get myself home. It's just not going to work. I'm not going to get very far. That is, the, doing the Christian life, walking this life, void or without the Holy Spirit, we're just not going to get very far. So that's the first thing. He reveals things to us. He reveals, he's the revealer to us. It's through the Holy Spirit that he opened our eyes. But you know, he not only has he revealed himself to us, he's also made God available to us. He's made himself available to us. 
not just from a distance, but actually right up close. He brings about restoration. So this is the second point. The reason we need the Holy Spirit is because it's the Holy Spirit that restores. Not only does he reveal things to us, but actually he restores us. He brings about a complete restoration, not just a touch-up job, not just uh, looking at paintings and decorators. Right? We're not just kind of like touching up here and there and just trying to cover over the surface of what's beneath. Actually, it's a complete renovation. It's a new beginning, a complete renewal, which comes about by the birth of the Holy Spirit. He comes and dwells inside of us as believers. The Holy Spirit is so important. If there's one thing I want you to learn tonight and go home tonight or be reminded about tonight is that we, we cannot do without the Holy Spirit. We cannot, d- we cannot do without a continuous uh, infilling and indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives to be Christians and to do the things that God has called us to do. Everywhere I go, he goes. Everywhere you go, he goes, because he dwells inside of you. God's manifest presence in the here and now is through you and the person sitting next to you. God's manifest presence in the here and now. The very spirit that raised Christ from the dead who restored Jesus from death to life is the same spirit who lives in us, who restored us from death to life and is available with us wherever we go to bring about restoration to the people around us. Death to life. This is the Holy Spirit. And what I find interesting is that so many Christians, they know that their salvation is dependent on the Holy Spirit, yet so often we can get in the mindset of doing Christian life without a dependency on the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? We, we know that actually it's through the Holy Spirit that we get saved, but so often I can actually forget the Holy Spirit in my general day-to-day walk with him, as though I can sustain something without the Holy Spirit, and we can't. Even the Great Commission, it says it's just not possible to do it without the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, don't, don't go anywhere, don't do anything until the Holy Spirit comes and baptizes you. We're called to be life bringers wherever we go, to bring restoration in a place where we find ourselves, and that can't happen if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit reveals, but he doesn't just stand at a distance. He brought about a wonderful renewal in our lives. Why do you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Because it's the Holy Spirit who restores all things. It's the Holy Spirit. And the last thing I just want to say is he also empowers. So one of the roles of the Holy Spirit, actually he empowers you. He brings power. And through this series in Acts, actually, I've just noticed that everywhere where you've seen an encounter with the Holy Spirit, whenever we've read about encounters with the Holy Spirit, it's resulted in, in some form of, um, um, how can I say, like um, discernible change, right? It's experiential, right? It doesn't just happen as a passive thing and people think, oh, crumbs, is that what happened? I didn't realize. Every account where the Holy Spirit comes and breaks into a situation, into a group or a person or a people group, they know that something has happened. It's discernible, like God is, God is in this place. Something has happened, something has changed in my life. My life is different as a result of being impacted by the Holy Spirit. John Piper says this, because the Holy Spirit is the person of the Trinity through whom God particularly manifests his presence in the new covenant age, it is appropriate that Paul should call the Holy Spirit the first fruits or the guarantee or down payment of the full manifestation of God's presence that we will know in the new heavens and the new earth. You know, I can't wait until I get to those new heavens and new earth and experience in full the presence and the glory of God. All the peace, all the restoration, all the healing, the revealed manifest nature of God that I don't understand now. I'm sure there'll be many more aspects of God that I'll understand and think, wow, how wonderful and glorious you are. 
you know, the Holy Spirit right now is a down payment, revealing and restoring and bringing about and empowering some of what is to come in the here and now. We, we don't need to wait until we die. We don't need to wait until Jesus comes back and there's a new heaven and a new earth that we'll be living again. Actually, we can have an experience right now, even today, of the Holy Spirit coming and revealing himself to us, of restoring things, actually. Restoration is possible even now. And there will, be, there will be a day where all things are renewed, where all things are restored, as Paul said the other week. But actually, in the here and now, the Holy Spirit is here and available for us tonight to bring restoration. The Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit, is, his promise is, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's what Jesus said to the disciples. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus promised, actually, that the Holy Spirit, when you get impacted by the Holy Spirit, he said it's almost, it's, it's so powerful, it's almost like a river that flows out of you. That's not a minor thing. It's not like a trigger. Actually, it's like a river that flows out of you. And he was talking, he was referencing the Holy Spirit. It doesn't happen without us being aware of it. So when Paul asked the question, did you receive, he expects people to know. So let me ask you the question tonight. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And there'll be people in here that say, no, actually, I don't think I have. But what's clear is that actually, if you have an impact with the Holy Spirit, people manifest in different ways. I'm not saying, have you had shakes and fallen on the floor and screamed out or giggled? I'm not saying that, but you will know. You will know if you've had an experience with the Holy Spirit. You'll know if you've been baptized. You, you'll sense the power that Jesus says, power will come on you. The promises of the Bible, you would know them true for yourself. The illustration that I'd like to use, it's almost like um, the other week our, our boiler system broke down. Um, I managed to fix it, but the problem was the pilot light went out. And uh, I think when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit, God comes and lives. He's manifest in your life. All right? When I'm talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about becoming a Christian. The Holy Spirit is already indwelling in your life. But the way I, I think of it, it's almost like you've got that pilot light. And what happens when you get baptized of the Holy Spirit, it's almost like it goes on to full blast. Suddenly the full gas comes on, and suddenly what was a pilot light? That God's presence is there, he's dwelling, but suddenly there's something like, oh, there is something different after than before, when the power of God comes on you in baptism. And do you know what? We're made like leaky sieves. Wherever we go, we, we kind of dribble and pour out the presence of God wherever we go. So this isn't just a, oh, yeah, back, ni back in 1984. Was when, that was when I was born, actually, so I wasn't baptized then. But back in 1984, I had this experience and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, so I'm done. It's not like water baptisms where it's, it's done once and it's, it's done. It's a, a part of my obedience of, of living a life with him. I've, I've, I've repented and I got baptized in water. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in 1984 and everything's fine. You're like a leaky sieve. Wherever you go, you're leaking the presence of God everywhere. And our responsibility isn't just to have a one-time experience, it's to have continuous, ongoing, filling up with the Holy Spirit. It's almost like, you know, in my car, I can't just say, well, when I bought the car, I filled it up with petrol and it will last for the next 20 years. At some point, I need to go back to the filling station and fill it up with petrol again, otherwise it's not going to go very far. The Christian life is a dependency on the Holy Spirit, not just on an occasion back at Stonely Days. Or when I go to Ashburnham camp, that'll top me up for the next two years. No, you need to have a dependency on the Holy Spirit, which means every morning I'm saying, Holy Spirit, come and fill me afresh today. 
And you know, at different moments through the day where you're thinking, man, I'm struggling here, you can say, Holy Spirit, I need you right now in this moment. The Holy Spirit is with you everywhere you go. You take the Holy Spirit with you. And, and when you're leaking the presence of God everywhere, you just want to keep topping yourself up, topping yourself up, topping yourself up. Holy Spirit, come and fall afresh on me. He says this in Joel. Afterwards, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. Do you know, we are in those days. We are in those days. And I think sometimes it's good to remind ourselves that actually if we were back several thousand years, we wouldn't be able to have the encounters with the Holy Spirit like we do now. There are often times where the Holy Spirit comes and empowers people for particular things at particular times. You have the ability to have an encounter with God every day of the week, wherever you're here. There's nothing special about this meeting. Nothing special about this place, actually, other than the fact that you're here. But that's what makes your workspace special, actually. When you go into your workplace, that's what makes it special, is that the presence of God is there, because you're there. So we need to have a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, and that is available today. We are living in those days. And what I noticed is in the Old Covenant, there's a lot of talk about kind of uh, a sprinkle of blood here on the altar and a sprinkle of blood there. Do you know, the language, the, the majority of the language in the New Testament is, I will pour out, like rivers, floods. The terminology is almost changed. Actually, there's an abundance here tonight of God's presence. We haven't got a little bit that we've just got to share around. It's not like the offering bucket, well, I'll take my bit and then I'll pass it around. And hopefully by the time it gets around to Dan, he's like, oh, there's nothing there. It's not like that. It's not like that. The presence of God, the Holy Spirit encounter, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's not like we've only got ten tokens and it's first come, first, come, first serve. If you come firstly tonight, you can have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. You can get filled again with the Holy Spirit if you've done it before. That's the opportunity. That's the invitation for us tonight. So there's an invitation, whoever you are. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to worship God, and then we're going to have opportunities to prophesy and pray for one another. And there's just like a few things I just want to say. The first thing, the first question is, are you thirsty? Because you know, God won't force himself on you. So if you're here and you're just spectating, you don't need to be worried thinking crumbs. It's like, oh God, you know, it's, God isn't just suddenly going to come on you and force himself on you. God doesn't do that. He's gentle. He's loving. He's kind. But let me tell you, if you're thirsty, you know, I know there's people in here that aren't Christians that have just been searching and just asking questions. Sometimes it's enough to just say, God, if you're there, just come and reveal yourself to me. I know you're the Holy Spirit who reveals God to people. Can you just come and reveal yourself to me even tonight? And if you're here and you're tired and you're weary and you feel, man, I just feel like it's just day to day and I'm just, I'm robbed of peace and I'm just exhausted. You know, you can just come and just, all you need to do is be thirsty. That's the, that's the main criteria is are you hungry? Are you thirsty for a touch of him tonight? And then you just need to come. It says in the Bible, come all that are thirsty. And come all that are thirsty. There's th you don't have to come with a certain uh, history. You don't have to come with a certain background. You don't have to come with a certain degree of knowledge or understanding. You just come as you are, thirsty, willing for God to come and do work in your life. You do need to believe in Jesus for this. The Holy Spirit manifests. He comes in and he dwells in the heart of the believer. And tonight, there may be some people here that actually they just don't know this Christian stuff very well. Tonight might be an opportunity for you to say, Jesus, I, I want to give my life to you. I want to give my life to you. 
I've heard some of the things that Alan's been saying, and maybe you've even done Alpha. I don't know what, what your situation is. Maybe in the past you've heard loads of things, and you've never quite made that step for yourself. Maybe tonight's an opportunity for you to say, well, God, I'm, I'm thirsty actually for you. I don't understand it all, but I know that there's something that has been drawing me. There is something in my heart which is just I'm open now in a way which I've never been before, and I don't understand why, but I'm, I'm hearing actually I think that's you drawing me out. It's you calling me. That's your opportunity tonight to do that. And then all we're going to do is we're just going to drink. We're going to just drink. All right, just going to enjoy God, enjoy the fruits of God. Can I just encourage you, why don't you stand? Band are going to get ready, and while they do that, um, don't move too far away from your seats, because before we go into worship, we're going to take our offering. If you, if you are a visitor, please don't feel in any way obliged to give at all. This is just for the ongoing kind of work what we're doing as a church. But just while they're taking the offering, I just want to pray. And then we're going to sing some songs. And, and what we'll have, we'll have an opportunity for some prophetic words and stuff a little bit later on. And what we really want is an opportunity for everyone who wants to get prayed for, for people to lay hands and to pray for them. Let me just pray. Just where you are, why don't you if, you, if you're comfortable, why don't you just close your hands. Close, sorry, close your eyes, lift your hands. Holy Spirit, I just thank you so much that you're the God who reveals yourself to us. I want to thank you that you reveal yourself to us. I want to thank you that you are close, that you are here tonight. Thank you that you are the restorer. Lord, thank you that you restore lost souls. Lord, I want to thank you that as we sang in that song, you give life. You restore the hearts of the broken. You restore peace to those that are, have been robbed of peace. Well, Lord, we say thank you so much that you're a God who, but you're a God who restores. And Lord, I want to thank you that you're a God who empowers. I want to thank you that day by day, when we're away from meetings like this and in the kind of the graft of, of daily life, I want to thank you that you're with us there just as much as you are in meetings like this. I want to thank you that we carry the very presence of God with us because you're with us. So Holy Spirit, we just say tonight, we come and, and we're hungry, actually. We're thirsty. We recognize that we cannot do Christian life without you. In fact, for some of us, maybe we've actually lived a quite, been quite disobedient, actually. Just going to church, just doing all the Christian stuff, actually just haven't had any consideration for the Holy Spirit. Well, Lord, we just want to say we, we repent. We say, Lord, we don't want to do Christian life without you any longer. So we invite you to be part of every area of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just take a minute now before the band starts singing a song. You can just do your own prayer before God. This is your opportunity, if you're not a Christian, to be able to say, God, come and reveal yourself to me. If there are particular things that are kind of troubling you or things that are going on in your life, you can say, God, would you come and bring restoration? For those of you that feel tired and weary, why don't you just say, God, will you empower me again? Would you restore to me joy? Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.